First of all, Shabbat Shalom to everyone. In our study today, we're going to learn about growth. Because remember, as disciples of our King Yahushua, he wants us not to be stagnant, to be complacent, or to be lukewarm. What he wants from us is for us to grow, to grow in love, to grow in faith. But for us to be able to grow in love and faith begins with growing in wisdom. It's something that Yahuwah wants his sons and daughters to develop. Why is that? And who is the best example of one who grew in wisdom? Let's begin our studies in the book of Luke 2:42 and 52. And when he became 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And Yahushua kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men, who is the best example of one who grew in wisdom, none other than our king Yahushua himself. What does the Bible reveal about the growth of our king Yahushua? When he became 12, we know when we study the history of our king Yahushua, he went to the temple and he discussed with the religious scholars about the Torah. And the people there were amazed at his wisdom. However, there's something we need to understand about the wisdom of our King Yahushua. It kept increasing. It kept growing. And so we follow the example of our King Yahushua that we too must grow and keep increasing in wisdom. Now, what is wisdom in the first place? Let's read here in the book of 1 Kings. Chapter 3, verses 9 to 10, give me an understanding mind so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between what is right and what is wrong, for who by himself was able to carry such a heavy responsibility. Yahuwah was pleased with his reply and was glad that Solomon had asked for wisdom. What is wisdom? Why do we need to receive and grow in wisdom? Basically, wisdom is knowing the difference between what is right and what is wrong. Now, why is that important in our life? Because every day we have to make decisions. We have to make choices. Is this not true? Like today, did you make certain choices? Many of you chose, or in fact, because you are here, you chose to attend the worship service today. We make choices all the time. Young people, when they are in school, they make choices all of the time. Parents also make choices. The problem is there's often this influence from out outside forces. The environment kind of tells us the choice we need to be making. This is why we need to know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. That is wisdom. Now, who is an example of one? Who asked for wisdom? We know it was Solomon himself when he became king. He knew it was a great responsibility. He knew we had to make great choices for the sake of the kingdom. And so what did he ask the father? He asked for wisdom. And this is what God blessed Solomon with. Wisdom that enabled Solomon to grow the kingdom of Elohim. It is unfortunate that Solomon fell because of his pride, because we have to also become aware when it comes to wisdom, we must not trust in human wisdom. Instead, we need to trust in the one who is able to give us wisdom. Now, what will wisdom do for us even in this life? Let's read the book of Proverbs, 
chapter 4, 7 to 9, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. Whatever else you get, get insight. Love wisdom, and she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will bring you honor. She will be your crowning glory. What is the fruit of wisdom? What can wisdom bring us even in this life that we live on earth? Bible says it will give us, it will make us great. It will bring us honor and it will be our crowning glory. In other words, wisdom is the key to a good life even here on earth. And so what is the instruction of the Holy Bible? For every individual, we need to get wisdom. You know, it doesn't matter how old we are. We need to pursue wisdom. Who are those whose priority is to pursue and get wisdom? The young people who are here, those who are going to school, high school, college, elementary school, you should make it your aim to obtain as much wisdom as you can get. There's nothing wrong with human wisdom because it has provided us with much. It is the gift of Yahuwah to all humankind. Yahuwah gave us a mind. And so what does Yahuwah expect? That we use it well so that we can be able to live our life in a way that pleases him. However, it doesn't mean that after we finish with college, we stop obtaining wisdom. No, it is a lifelong pursuit. We need to keep growing. We need to keep learning. Learn as much as you can. You know what a good practice is? Especially nowadays, we need to practice engaging in reading books. We need to read much because when we read, we obtain the perspectives of other people. And when we obtain the perspectives of other people, it expands our mind. It develops our wisdom. What does this do? It gives us insight. You know what insight is? It is like this knowledge about a situation that will give us an advantage because we know the best thing to do in a specific situation. So we need to grow in wisdom so that we can develop what is called Insight. Now, how must we pursue and obtain wisdom? Let's read the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, 3 down to 4. Yes, beg for knowledge, plead for insight, look for it as hard as you would for silver or some hidden treasure. And so how must we pursue and receive wisdom? The Bible says beg for knowledge, plead for insight. And so we need to pray to Yahuwah Abba about wisdom, because the source of wisdom that is beneficial for us comes from our Father. Remember, He created all things, and so He kind of knows, doesn't He, how the world works, how the mind works. He knows because He's the Creator. So if we want to develop wisdom for our benefit, we need to ask, we need to plead to our God, please, Father Yahuwah, give me wisdom. But is that all we need to do? to grow and develop in wisdom? Of course not. How we wish we can simply pray, Father, please give me wisdom. And then, bam, right after we open our eyes, oh, I feel so smart. It's not that easy. This is not what the Bible's teaching. Yes, we need to ask for wisdom. 
But what must we also do according to scriptures? We need to look for it as hard as you would for silver or some hidden treasure. Do you know how hard people work when they try to look for treasure? They have to dig up lots and lots of dirt just to get even an ounce of treasure. And when they find an ounce of treasure, it is considered a success. This is why if we want wisdom, we have to be willing to put in the work. And so we are calling the attention of those who are in high school, maybe elementary school, college. This is your opportunity. Work hard. Don't waste your time doing worthless things. Instead, pursue wisdom. Ask for wisdom. Learn as much as you can and apply it to our life. But what is an important aspect about obtaining wisdom? Let's read the book of Proverbs 11 and the verses 2. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. What is a key component of obtaining true wisdom? It is humility. You know what the opposite of humility is? Pride? Arrogance, right? People who are proud, you know what? They cannot be teachable. They cannot be taught. There are limits to their capacity to learn because the more you try to learn to teach someone who has pride, the more they're going to resist. This is why if a person wants to truly grow in wisdom, it begins with humility. Who are those who have humility and therefore grow in wisdom? They are those who, regardless of the people they meet, they know and say to themselves, I have something to learn from this person. It doesn't matter if you have a PhD from Harvard. You can learn something from a carpenter in India because he has his own, he has his own unique experiences. It doesn't matter the people we face, whether they're young or old, we can always learn from someone. When we have this kind of mindset that we can always learn something new from all the people we encounter, we're going to grow in wisdom. And so brothers and sisters, let us learn from each other. Let us not begin to think that we know it all because once we begin to think we know it all, it is a disgrace. We begin to fall. This is why, like what we mentioned earlier, Solomon, when he was given wisdom, he began to grow. But sometimes when wisdom begins to grow and we become successful, we trust in wisdom instead of trusting Yahuwah who gave the wisdom. And that's the beginning of our downfall. Hence, for us, not only to obtain wisdom, but to remain wise, what must we do? Let's read the book of Proverbs. Chapter is 9, and the verse is 10. To be wise, you must first have reverence for Yahuwah. If you know the Holy One, you have understanding. How can we obtain true wisdom and maintain wisdom in our life? By having the foundation of reverence. What is reverence? Having awe and deep respect. Having a reverent fear. For Yahuwah. In other words, when we pursue wisdom, it is for the purpose of getting to know the Holy One. Because if our purpose in pursuing wisdom 
is to be independent from the Holy One, then that wisdom will lead us astray. Brothers and sisters, Yahuwah God gave us a mind because he wants us to use our mind for the benefit of the world, for the benefit of each other. This is why advances in science and technology is a blessing from our Father Yahuwah. However, we need to also keep in mind that when our wisdom begins to lead people away from knowing the Holy One, it is no longer the wisdom that comes from Abba. The wisdom that comes from Abba is a wisdom that leads to reverence and begins with reverence for our Father Yahuwah. This is the kind of wisdom that we need to develop. But how can we know the Holy One, which ought to be the supreme goal of obtaining wisdom? Let's read what it says in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. How can we know the Holy One, which is the supreme goal of obtaining wisdom in the first place? By knowing the complete will or the complete knowledge of the will of Yahuwah. And really, brothers and sisters, that's kind of the best way to live, right? I mean, if you only take the time to try and understand the will of Yahuwah before we make any decision. I think life is going to be a lot better for us. We wake up in the morning, we ask ourselves, what would Yahuwah want me to do? What would Yahusha want me to do? In every decision that we make. And it would be nice if we actually knew the will of Yahuwah, right? Because if we don't know the will of Yahuwah, how can we carry it out in our life. And so how can we know the will of Yahuwah so that we can develop godly wisdom? Well, we need to understand there are two kinds, basically, of the will of Yahuwah. Number one, there's what is called the general will of Yahuwah, which is his will for all human beings, basically, the general will of Yahuwah. And there's also what is called the specific will of Yahuwah. What is that? That is his specific plan and purpose for your life. Remember, you and I are unique. We all have different experiences, different gifts, because Yahuwah has different plans, specific plans. There's the general plan, and there's the specific plan. Unfortunately, so many people today, when they want to know Yahuwah and they study the Bible, what they want is the specific will of Yahuwah for them. Oh, Father, who should I marry? Right? Oh, where should I move to? Or what should I pursue for my educational degree? And so these are specific wills for a specific purpose in our life. Yes, we need to ask Yahuwah, what is your specific purpose for me? What is your plan for my life? It's good to ask that question. But first... We have to make sure we know the general plan, right? The general will of Yahuwah. Why would Yahuwah reveal his specific plan for us if we don't even bother to know and carry out his general will? Well, how can we know the general will of our father Yahuwah? It is written. This is why we have what is called the Bible. The Bible reveals his general will. 
What does it give us? It gives us spiritual wisdom and understanding. You see, when you study and read the Holy Bible, you find many commands, right? Not only do you find many commands, when you read the Bible, it's actually many stories put together. You know, there's something good about stories. Stories reveal the character of Yahuwah. And so when we read the Holy Scriptures, not only do we receive the commands, we also receive an idea, a glimpse. We receive insight into the character of our Father, Yahuwah. And when we gain this understanding of Yahuwah's character, we grow to know Him more and more. And why should we grow in spiritual wisdom? Let's read the book of 2 Corinthians 10, 4 down to 5. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Why should we pursue spiritual wisdom? Yes, it's good to pursue human wisdom, worldly wisdom, so long as it doesn't go against the will of Yahuwah. Remember, that's our standard. We always ask, is this the will of Yahuwah? And so we pursue human wisdom. However, if we pursue human wisdom, all the more we need to pursue spiritual wisdom. Why? Is it so important for us to grow in spiritual wisdom because of human reasoning that is emerging, which keeps people from knowing who? God. You see, when people trust in human reason, instead of trusting God, instead of being closer to God, it takes us away from God. And nowadays, there's so many different manifestations of human reasoning. What are examples of human reasoning? Human reasoning that leads to ideas that keep people away from God. What's a good example of that? Which is being taught in school today. This is why it's not surprising after people finish with school, they have this idea there's no longer a true God. What is that? It is the idea of evolution, right? I mean, ever since we're young, we're taught that we came from apes through a long process called the theory of evolution. And they even break down the mechanism by which one kind of animal will be transformed into another kind of animal. And they say, they say this is the mechanism that leads to human beings. Do you know what that means? Do you know what the conclusion is? Human beings are nothing but animals, that they have no spirit. You see, that's what human understanding teaches us, that there's no such thing as the spirit. There's only the natural world, and then there's no such thing as the spiritual world. And so when you ask in an evolutionist, well, how can you explain the origin of all things? How did it all begin? You know what their answer is? They will say to you, we don't know yet, but we cannot use God as an explanation. Why? Because there's no such thing as a spiritual world. We only believe in naturalism. There has to be a natural explanation. We don't know it yet, 
But in the future, we will know the natural explanation for how all things came to be, the origin of all things. You see, they reject the spirit because they reject who? Yahuwah. They don't want to believe there's such a thing as the creator. What must we do with ideas like this? Use God's mighty weapons to destroy these obstacles. What also is a product of human reasoning and thinking. Let's read the book of Colossians, chapters 2 and the verses 8. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. This is interesting because in the passage we read earlier, human reasoning produced obstacles by rejecting the existence of the spirit. It's all natural, they say. There's no such thing as God. However, what we find here in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, is even more sinister than atheism. You know what it is? It's called false spirituality. Because nowadays, man has developed what the Apostle Paul calls empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense instead of rejecting the spirit they embrace the spirit but they twist our idea of what it means to be spiritual this is why so many people today they are they call themselves spiritual but they reject the idea of a god who created all things instead what is their belief they believe in what is called pantheism that they themselves are part of god so there's no distinction between creator and created. There are those who believe they themselves are gods. This is what we call the new age philosophy, new age belief. And so with the idea of new age, you yourself have the power to be your own God. And so we have here what the Apostle Paul calls empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense, human thinking and human reasoning that raise up obstacles against knowing who? Yahuwah. We need to be mindful of them. We need to reject them. And the only way for us to overcome them is for us to grow in spiritual wisdom that come from the Holy Bible. But when is the best opportunity to learn spiritual wisdom and to grow in spiritual wisdom? Let's read the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 down to 5. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Brothers and sisters in the faith, yes, we want to grow in wisdom. And there are many things that we can do to grow in wisdom. But what is one of the best ways to grow in wisdom? By going through a difficult experience. Of course, as human beings, we want to we kind of shy away from difficult experiences. Because nobody wants to experience trouble in our life, right? What we want is for all things to be well. But there will be times in our life, brethren, 
when we're going to face trouble, we're going to face adversity, we're going to face sickness, we're going to face some kind of burden or dilemma in our life. What must we learn? What must we do when we are in trouble? Bible says we need to grow. This is why the Bible says when trouble comes, consider it an opportunity for joy. Why? Because when it comes to times of trouble, times of adversity, it is the opportunity to learn Yahuwah's will at that moment in your life. Can you imagine you're going through something difficult? You don't know what to do. And then Yahuwah tells you what the best thing to do is. And then you get to do it. What is the result? You begin to grow in character and you develop joy. But how can we know the will of Yahuwah, especially in times of trouble? Did you notice what James said? He said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. And he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Brothers and sisters, if we are facing some kind of problem, if we are experiencing some kind of testing in our life now, why not spend some time alone with the Father and with his Son? Why not pray and ask him, Father, I'm in the middle of this situation. I don't know what to do. I trust you. Please give me wisdom. When we ask for wisdom, Yahuwah will give it to us. Yahuwah has never rejected the prayer. When we ask, Father, give me wisdom, he will give it to us. He will give it to us generously. Because once we receive that wisdom and we know what we need to do and we carry it out, it will bring us joy. It will bring us, bring us closeness to our Father. And so what should we cherish when we develop wisdom and get to know the Father? Let's read the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 9, 23 to 24, this is what Yahuwah says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone. But they truly know me and understand that I am Yahuwah who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth. And that I delight in these things. I, Yahuwah, have spoken, brethren, as we grow in wisdom, let us not trust in it. Instead, when we become wise, let us boast in this alone. What is that? That we truly know and understand. Yahuwah is our almighty Allahim. Brethren, when we get to know Yahuwah, we experience what is called awe. Do you know what awe is? When a person experiences awe, it transforms that individual. You know, when you study people who have changed, those who have done a 180 in their life, it often begins with the experience of awe. What is awe when they experience something that is far, far greater themselves? The experience of vastness that make you feel small. When you look at the ocean and ponder at its vastness, you begin to say, I'm so small. When you look at outer space and ponder the greatness of the galaxies, 
you begin to say to yourself, I feel small. And when you feel small and you see everything around you as far, far greater than you, but you cannot comprehend its vastness, you experience an appreciation and an experience of awe that is transformational. However, if there is an experience of awe that will truly transform us from the inside out, it is the experience of knowing Yahuwah. What do we need to know about Yahuwah? What do we need to understand about him? Not just his power. Because when you think of the power of Yahuwah, we will be overcome by awe. But what, most of all, should we understand about Yahuwah? Did you notice what Yahuwah God himself said? Yahuwah said that they truly know and understand that I am Yahuwah, who demonstrates unfailing love. This is what Yahuwah wants us to know about him. Yes, he wants us to know he is all-powerful with but a word. He creates the stars and all of the galaxies. But most of all, he wants us to know about his unfailing love. You know, the word to know mentioned here in verse 24, it is the Hebrew word yada, which does not only tell us to know information, but to know by experience. In other words, if there's something we need to aspire for, it is to experience for ourselves that unfailing love of Yahuwah. Because we all know what Yahuwah did. He gave up his son that we may become his children. He sacrificed his son so that we can be saved. He did this not because he had to, but because he wants to, because of his unfailing love. We did not deserve it. But Yahuwah wants us to know the depth of his love. And so when we try to understand what Yahuwah has done, it should develop in us the sense, this experience of awe, inspired by the power and the greatness of the love of Father. Let us experience that every day when we pray to the Father. Let us remember what he did for us and what he continues to do for us because he wants to bring us close to himself. Brethren, if there is one purpose of this study today in this worship service, it is for us to learn to get to know him, to, to bring ourselves close to the Father because the more we get to know our Father, the more we trust him, the more we love him, the more we want to be with him, and the more we spend time with the Father, Yahuwah, what will be the great blessing for us? Let's read the final passage of our studies today, the book of Isaiah 30, 19 and 21. Your, you people who live in Jerusalem will not weep anymore. Yahuwah is compassionate. <clears throat> and when you cry to him for help, he will answer you. The Lord will make you go through hard times, but he himself will be there to teach you. And you will not have to search for him anymore. If you wander off the road to the right or the left, you will hear his voice behind you saying, here is the road, follow it. Yahuwah loves us very much, brethren. He knows everything about us. He knows about our dreams, our passions, our heartaches, our failures. No one knows us more than our fathers. 
and no one wants us to succeed more than our Father. This is why he wants to lead us. How can we be led by the Father? Let us first follow and obey the general will that he has for our life. Learn from scripture. What else must we do? Let us go to him and cry to him for help in times of adversity. Why? Because he will be there to help us and to answer us. Yes, he will make us go through hard times. Don't be surprised when we have to go through adversity. Do not say to yourself, Father, why am I going through this? The Bible is telling us why. He will make us go through tough times. Why? Because he wants to teach us something. He wants to teach us something about ourselves. Maybe there's some idolatry in our life that Yahuwah wants us to remove. He wants to tell us something about himself. How he's going to provide help in time of need. Brethren, if we follow the general will of Yahuwah, he will also give us his specific will. All of us are individuals. We all are different. And Yahuwah has a purpose for us. What will we hear if we only place our trust and hope in him? We will hear his voice telling us, here is the road, follow it. Long to hear that voice to give us personal guidance from our father because he will lead us. He will bring us to himself. He will bring us to eternity with him. And so if we pursue wisdom, brethren, pursue spiritual wisdom to bring us close to our loving Abba. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Father Almighty, Yahuwah, our great Elohim in heaven, Almighty Father, thank you so much for your care, for your love. You think of us always. You are mindful of what we do because you want what is best for your sons and daughters. Abba, we do not deserve you, for we are human beings who sometimes are only after our selfish desires. Father, help us that we might change. May we experience your presence that with this experience of awe and reverence, we will be changed. Our thinking will shift. We will now think of you always and make you priority in our life. Father, we want to grow in wisdom because every day we need to make choices. In the past, we have made poor choices. We have suffered its consequences, but you are compassionate. You are the great redeemer. And so we beseech you, Father, even the mistakes of our past somehow. May you cause it to work together for good, but teach us to learn from our mistakes and teach us to learn from our sorrows. We place our hope in you, the creator of all things. We ask you to please give us more wisdom that we will get to know you more and more and become stronger and stronger in faith and love. Our King Yahushua, thank you so much. You are the wisdom of Allahim. We 
worship you as our Mashiach. You are the living Logos. May you please bless us that we might think like you to obtain humility, that we may be servants like you to help others, to serve others. Yahushua, have mercy upon us all that we will become strong in our faith. Father, we ask you to please bless the young members of the assembly. Bless our children, Father, because they're always surrounded by empty philosophies, the products of human thinking that go against your holy will. Father, please teach them to think well. Help them to overcome the wickedness of this world that they will always make you the topmost priority in their life. We also ask you, Father, to bless and help those afflicted with sickness. There may be those who are enduring great calamity. There may be those who have been diagnosed with severe sicknesses. Father, please, you can do the impossible. We place our hope in you. You can overcome all things. Please perform your miracle. For we believe that you are able to do this, especially for the people that you love. Father, thank you so much for blessing our worship service today. Bless our households, oh Father. For we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.